Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Your Nation radio podcast. Now, a couple of housekeeping things. Be sure to follow us on the BGN YouTube page. Check us out on there. If you're, this will be in the a link to it in the episode description. I record all my podcasts on there now. Be sure to check us out there. And hopefully, we'll have some more content on the YouTube page as we get closer to the upcoming NFL season. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus Clancy. And also check out the Bleeding Green Nation Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta, both myself and our great producer, Rachel, doing some work on there, uploading some video content, some snippets and audio of podcasts. And again, trying to bring you the best and most Eagles content out there on the web, all the social media apps, everything you need. What I wanted to talk about today is something I'm excited for this upcoming Eagles season. There is a lot of pessimism around the team. They're coming off one of the worst seasons in recent history for the team. And, you know, last week's podcast, I tried to bring some positivity. Talked about 20 of my favorite games in Eagles history. Got some good feedback on it. Got people excited for the season. Got me excited for the season. I've been stuck in the dumps between how bad Philadelphia sports have been. Flyers, terrible season, don't qualify for the playoffs. Sixers, one of the biggest disappointments in the history of Philadelphia sports. The Phillies floundering in fourth place and the god-awful NF- and National League East. I'm going to say the NFC East because that team is just as bad as the NF- NFC East was in 2020. But I'm excited for something here. What if I told you one of the most important seasons in Eagles history actually wasn't a season from an Eagles team? I'm talking about the 2016 Minnesota Vikings. Let me rewind you to 2016. Rewind, 2016. That offseason, the Eagles give Sam Bradford a new contract. But after that, in turn, maneuver twice up in the NFL draft and select Carson Wentz with the second overall pick. At that point, it becomes clear. Bradford will be the Eagles quarterback for the next year or two. And when Carson Wentz is ready, he will come in and be the next great franchise quarterback for the team. Bradford, obviously unhappy at this development. It is what it is, though. Sleeves, you ain't that good. As we get into the training camp and closer to the preseason, the Vikings, they feel themselves to be a Super Bowl contender. Maybe foolishly, maybe foolishly, but they believe themselves to be a Super Bowl contender. And in camp, their starting quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, blows out his knee. Terribly, a catastrophic injury that kept him from playing for years before he finally valiantly came back to the pro game. Again, the Vikings, they thought they were a Super Bowl team. They did not want to waste this season. 
on having an incompetent quarterback filling in for Bridgewater. So what do they do? They say the Eagles, well, they just drafted Carson Wentz. He could play right away, maybe. Sam Bradford, writing's on the wall with him. He ain't lasting long in Philly. Let's make a trade. So that Labor Day weekend, 2016, the Eagles trade Bradford to Minnesota for a 2017 first-round pick and a 2018 fourth-round pick. So into the 2016 season, the Eagles didn't have their own first-round pick. They had traded it to Cleveland in the original Wentz trade back in draft season. So the only first-round pick for the Eagles in 2017, that following year's draft, was that from the Vikings. So it became clear the two most important things for me that Eagle season were rooting for the Eagles and rooting against the Vikings because the worse their draft pick was, the better it was for the Eagles. Eagles don't make the playoffs in 2016. They, they, they perform okay. They're 7-9. and nine. They finish in fourth place, but it was a strong NFC East that year. Obviously a lot different than we saw in 2020. But we were rooting for, against the Vikings, and it was hard at first because they had a lot of success immediately with Bradford. They get off to a blistering 5-0 start that year, then have a bye week, and then they come to Philadelphia. Sam Bradford returns to Philly. Home game, afternoon game. Eagles wearing their black jerseys. Carson Wentz, Sam Bradford. Eagles win that game 21-10. The Vikings sputter after that. They finish 8-8. Eight eight. They end up giving the Eagles the 14th pick in next year's the next year's draft, which was held in Philadelphia. They select with that pick Derek Barnett, who goes on to be part of the biggest play in the history of Philadelphia sports, the strip sack on Tom Brady in Super Bowl 52. Awesome trade, but there was a level of excitement beyond just rooting for the Eagles. It was equally fun to root like hell against another team. Yeah, we do that with the Cowboys and Washington, the Giants, but having a team where you own them, you own their pick. Something a little different, something more spicy and exciting. We are back to that in the 2021 season. Not just with one team, but two teams. So just think about how fun that was in 2016. And it felt like a weird foreshadowing what was to occur in the 2017 playoffs when Minnesota came to Philadelphia and lost 30-7 to in the NFC Championship game. People forget the score of that game. It was 30-7 to if you needed a reminder. This upcoming season, the Eagles could possibly have three total first-round picks. And we'll have at least two, as of now, with their own pick, 2022 first-round pick from the Miami Dolphins, and potentially a first-round pick from the Indianapolis Colts. Might be a second-round pick, might be a first-round pick. We're going to get into that. So the Eagles originally had the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. They trade back to 12 with the Miami Dolphins. They get the 12th pick. They get the 123rd pick, which is a fourth-round pick. They use that on Zach McPherson. His name is spelled Z-E-C-H, so it looks like Zach, but I actually believe that's pronounced Zach, Zach McPherson. And they get a juicy 2022 first-round pick. No protections. The protections are an NBA thing, but there's no conditions on it, I should say. There's no, it's not a conditional first-round pick. Wherever that first-round pick lies, if the Dolphins have the worst record in the NFL, Eagles are getting the first pick. If they win the Super Bowl, the Eagles are getting the 32nd pick. No in-betweens there. So you're going to root like hell against that Dolphins team. Are the Dolphins going to be any good? They're in a tough division. They had a surprisingly good season in 2020. I think Brian Flores, tremendous defensive mind, tremendous defensive coach. 
team finished second in the AFC East, didn't make the postseason. So they had the 18th pick this past year's draft. So it could be in that range, maybe 15 or 20. But I'm not so sure the Dolphins are that good. They were most successful in 2020 when they had not Tua, their supposed franchise quarterback, under center, but veteran journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has now left and gone to Washington to be their starter this year. You have a situation where that Miami offense, I don't think it's that great. I like Tua coming in the draft, but just based off 2020 alone, I think Jalen Hurts, at the very least, is a better quarterback than Tua, who will obviously be compared to for the rest of his career, given the dynamics that happened between those two quarterbacks during their time at Alabama in college under Nick Satan. Crimson Tide, Roll Tide, baby. So I think that's a team where they might be worse than Eagles fans realize or the NFL is expecting. That's a good division. The Bills, besides the, the Chiefs, they look like the team most positioned for success in the next handful of years in the AFC. Patriots, down season in 2020 without Tom Brady there. Brady goes to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl. But you can't discount Bill Belichick for too long. You can't keep Bill Belichick down. Team should be better this year. Cam Newton may be healthier. They drafted Mac Jones. What if he comes in and does some magic with Josh McDaniels there in New England? They should be better. The Jets, they have a new quarterback under center, second overall pick, Zach Wilson. They had Corey Davis on offense. They had Michael Carter running back out of uh, North Carolina. That's a talented team. They're going to be better than they were in 2020. So where does that lead the Dolphins? Maybe they're the, they finish in third place in the AL, the AL, the AFC East. Maybe they even finish in last place if Tua combusts. If he's not the guy, their, their offensive talent around two is not great. They have Mike Gusecki, who I think is a pretty good tight end, probably a top 10 tight end, right? But outside of that, they have Devontae Parker's okay. They add Jalen Waddle in the draft. Devontae Smith, Alabama teammate. Jalen Hurts, former Alabama teammate. And while he should be pretty good, we don't know how good he's going to be right away. And I'm not worried about how the Dolphins are going to be in 2022 or 2023. I'm worried about how they're going to be in 2021. I'm not optimistic about them. That could be a pick. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if that's a top 12 pick. Maybe it's another top 10 pick for the Eagles. They're adding a blue chipper because of that trade they made. And in that trade, the Eagles ultimately ended up, they trade down to number 12, and they do a mini trade up to 10 to get Devontae Smith. So that trade, ultimately, they land Devontae Smith, and they pick up a future first. Can't look at those picks all collectively like that, but pretty good wheeling and dealing for Howie Roseman in my mind. So that's great. We're going to be rooting against the Dolphins. In my newsletter, so if you like if you like the podcast, like my tweets, check out my newsletter, patreon.com backslash Seamus on Clancy. Every weekend I do a Saturday newsletter. I do a little rooting guide for who Eagles fans should root for and against based on division and standings across the NFC and all these things with draft picks are going to be a huge part of this year, this year and a huge component. And we're going to be rooting like crazy against the Dolphins this upcoming year. And now a more, I guess, notable draft pick condition we have going on in 2021 is that with the Indianapolis Colts because of the Carson Wentz deal. Now, we all remember the Carson Wentz deal. It was, you know, the biggest piece of Eagles news since what? They won the Super Bowl, right? Tremendous franchise-altering trade for the best. For me, probably best for both parties. So the Eagles trade Wentz to Indianapolis before the draft. 
They trade, the Colts being they, trade the Eagles. What did they get? They get a 2021 third rounder immediately, and the Eagles package that third round pick with the 12th overall pick they got from the Dolphins. Now we're in, we're in Charlie Kelly, uh, you know, Pepe, Pepe Sylvia territory. I'm going all over the place with these draft picks. So the Eagles get a third round pick from the Colts, and they use that third round pick to trade off for Devontae Smith. A lot of craziness going on here. So they get a third round pick from the Colts this year, ultimately ends up helping the Eagles get Devontae Smith. Great pick up. But they also get potentially a first round pick for 2022. There's conditions on that pick. So it'll, it could either be a second round pick from the Colts or a first round. The conditions are this. If Carson Wentz plays 75% of the Colts' offensive snaps, that pick will convey to the Eagles as a first round pick. And the other conditional to make it a first round pick would be if Wentz played at least 70% of the snaps and the Colts made the playoffs. So you're thinking, like, is that a lot of snaps? I have Carson Wentz snap count percentage from his time as an Eagle. 2016, 100% of the snaps. 2017, 78% of the snaps. 2018, missed some time to start the year, didn't finish out the season, only had 66% of the snaps. 2019, 99% of the snaps. And 2020, when he got benched towards the end of the year, still finished with 72% of the snaps. I know some Eagles fans are thinking, oh, you know, maybe they want Carson Wentz to succeed in a vacuum. Whatever. That ain't me. And some people are saying, we need to root for him. We need to root for the Colts because we want them to make the playoffs to convey that pick. I say to you, I'm not rooting for the Colts to win for anything. I want Carson Wentz to play every game and for them to absolutely stink. I want them to stink. I want Carson Wentz to stink this season for a couple of reasons. One, I want that pick to be better. Secondly, it looks better for the Eagles if Wentz fails and that trades a win for the Eagles. I don't want to hear for the next 24 months or 24 years saying the Eagles lost a trade-off. Carson Wentz, he's better in Indianapolis. He's an MVP candidate. They're going to be a Super Bowl contender every year. I don't want to hear that. I want the Eagles to be better than the Colts for the infinite future. I want Jalen Hurts to have a more productive career from here on out than Carson Wentz. I'm rooting for the Eagles. I'm not a Carson Wentz fan. I'm not a Colts fan. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan now because he's on the Eagles. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
I honestly probably get some heat for this. I'd rather the Colts be, you know, go three and thirteen. Wentz gets benched mid-year, and the Eagles end up with like the thirty-fifth or thirty-sixth pick. Then for them to do super well, make the playoffs, win a playoff game or two, and the Eagles get the twenty-eighth pick. I want the feeling of success. Maybe it's vindictive. Maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's sociopathic. I don't know. But I'd rather that team fail with Wentz and get the earliest possible second round pick than to watch them have a huge success with Frank Wright and Wentz be reunited, hear all that shit about it all season. I'd rather drop back a little bit. Or ideally, Wentz plays poorly for most of the year. They're losing and you know, maybe he gets hurt. I'm not obviously I'm not rooting for him to get hurt, but happens to Carson Wentz. I'm rooting for him to get benched after he gets 70% of the snaps. I'm not rooting for him to get hurt. I'd love him to play, you know, hit that 70% marker. Team stinks. He stinks. They bench him. They put in, uh, what, Sam Ellinger, who, isn't it crazy that Carson Wentz goes to Indianapolis, doesn't want to worry about the Jalen Hurts backup quarterback thing. And I believe in the sixth round, sixth round quarterback selection is nothing compared to the second round selection of Jalen Hurts, obviously. But the Colts take that quarterback from Texas, Sam Ellinger, I'm pronouncing his name right, who went to Westlake High School in Texas. And who else graduated from Westlake, Texas? One BDN, Nick Foles. Crazy how that plays out. So I want the, the Colts to be terrible. I'm going to be rooting for against them every game. I don't even know what their schedule is. Let's pull up their schedule, and then I can pull up the Colts, the Dolphins schedule. It'll be great. Colts schedule 2021. And the Colts are in certainly a worse division than the AFC East. Uh, the Titans, I still think, are the prime team in that division. They add what they add, Julio Jones. They're looking good. That's going to be a good team. Julio Jones. What number is he wearing? I mean, that team's going to be a lot of offensive power, fire, offensive firepower. And I think Tannehill is really good. They're still going to have a run game, but that team is loaded, loaded offensively. And I think Mike Rabel's a great coach. And his defense isn't unbelievable. He's a defensive-minded coach. He can maximize the talent on that team. And then you have Texans. They're, they might be the worst team in the NFL again. So that's maybe you're going to guarantee the Colts two wins right there probably. And who knows what the Jaguars, I think, uh, who do they get? Uh, Urban Meyer. I think he might combust in the pros. But Trevor Lawrence, going to be good. Tebow thing, going to be a huge distraction, I'm sure, and you know not translating the wins. So here's the Colts schedule. Week one, Seattle, not an easy game. Week two, Rams, not an easy game. Week three, Titans, not an easy game. Week four, the Dolphins, again, not an easy game. That's a crazy game. I don't know who I'm going to be rooting for in week four. We'll see how the first three weeks to play out. The team that has you know, the better of the two records, I'll root for them to lose. So that's a, that's a tough four-game stretch to start the year. Week five, Monday night football on the road against the Ravens. Week six, Texans, that's a win. That's an incredibly hard stretch to the year. For the Colts. Man, that's that's tough. That's tough. You have week six Texans. Week seven at the 49ers. 49ers, good team. Week eight, Titans again. Week nine, the Jets. We talked about them. That's a Thursday night game. We talked about them in the context of the Dolphins and AFC East. That team's going to be better this year. Week 10, they have a Jaguars game. Probably can win that game. Week 11, against the Buffalo Bills. 
that's again, like I said, besides Kansas City, they're in the driver's seat for the AFC future. Week 12, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defending Super Bowl champs. Week 13, Texans again. Week 14, bye. Week 15, you have the Patriots. Should be improved. Week 16, Cardinals, a team on the rise with Kyler Murray there. DeAndre Hopkins there. Improving team. Week 17, Raiders. You know, they're okay. That's not a cupcake game by any means. And in week 18, they finish out the Jaguars. That is a tough, tough schedule. And it could be a thing where, say they go down, what if they're – you know, two and four after six weeks. That doesn't mean they're going to bench Carson, but they're in a hole. They're going to try to scrape their way back into maybe not a super great AFC South race or think they can get a wild card. Before they know it, they might be out of the playoff picture, but Wentz might have 70% of the snaps already. Ooh, I'm excited about that schedule. I'm excited about the schedule. Let's look at the Dolphins schedule. Dolphins 2021 schedule. Who do we got here? I'm not looking at that website. I don't like the way that looks. I don't like the way that looks. All right, here we go. Week one at the Patriots. No, they're going to be a good team. Week two against the Bills. Again, talk about the Bills a couple times. They're at Vegas. Maybe some of the players have a fun night on Saturday night before. Maybe they don't feel so great. A little hungover Sunday afternoon. Week four, the Colts. We talked about that game. Week five. They're playing the Buccaneers. Again, not an easy game. Week six, playing the Jaguars. Probably an easy game. Week seven, Falcons. Not going to be a good team this year, I don't think. Week eight, Bills. Again, tough game. Week nine, that should be a win against the Texans. Week 10, Baltimore Ravens. That's a tough contest for sure. Week 11, Jets. Again, a better Jets team this year. Week 12, the Panthers. Not super high on the Panthers this year. Week 13, the Giants. Whatever. Not high on them this year. Week 14 bye. Week 15 against the Jets. Again, could be a better team this year. Week 16 against the Saints. I don't know what they make to the Saints this year without Drew Brees. We'll see what the quarterback situation is. I think Jameis Winston might be their starter. We'll see how they use Taysom Hill. You know, down here for the Saints for sure. Week 17 against the Titans and week 18 against the Patriots. Not an easy schedule. Not an easy schedule at all. There is... A lot of losable games for both of those teams out there. That's great news for an Eagles fan because I'm high on the Eagles. I'm always high on the Eagles. But, you know, in a vacuum, this Eagles team this year is going to be great. But, again, they're in a really bad division. They're going to have a fourth-place schedule. The top games on the schedule for sure, especially early in the year. But I think they're going to be okay. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be very good this year. I think Nick Sirianni is going to have some people eating crow for doubting him right away. I think he's fun, he's energetic, and ultimately at the same time, very smart X's and O's guy. I think Devontae Smith is going to be a transformative presence for this offense and could be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. He could have a year comparable to what Justin Jefferson did with the Vikings last year. Defense, they're going to have a great pass rush. We'll see about the back seven. Not super high right there. Second cornerback spot's a liability, but also I think Darius Slay, not that great. So kind of their cornerback, as has been a problem for years and years for the Eagles, still not settled there. But there's going to be fun elements this year. You're going to be rooting for the Eagles. You're going to be rooting against the Colts. You're going to be rooting against the Dolphins. You're going to have so much fun watching college football on Saturdays because you're going to do your Sido scout look. We're all going to pretend we're Benjamin Solak here. 
look at these college players on Sunday, Saturday afternoon, Saturday mornings, you know, maybe crack on a couple of cold ones, order some wings some pizza, hang out, invite your pals over, watch with your spouse, your, your partner, your family, whatever. You're going to say, you know, you're going to see a huge play by an Alabama defensive player being like, man, maybe we're getting that guy with the Dolphins pick. See an LSU wide receiver ball out. Man, maybe we're getting that guy with the Colts pick. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We need, we need more fun. We need more fun in Philadelphia sports. Again, the Eagles coming off a terrible season. They should be better in 2021. They have you know, a very winnable division. They wouldn't be a wild card team normally. But again, the division flat out absolutely stinks. Let's have some fun. Go Eagles. Boo the Dolphins and the Colts together. Boo everything involving their organizations. That's it for me. I plugged all the stuff we need to. Trying to keep things positive. We're going to have, you know, we'll see training camp inching closer now that we're in July. Hopefully we have some more concrete Eagles content talking about the team itself rather than just these overarching themes talking about how we're going to be rooting against certain teams this year, the schedule, all of these things. But we're having fun. That's what matters, right? Go Eagles. Again, boo the Dolphins and Colts. Keep, keep bleeding green. Keep bleeding green. We'll talk next week. And we should also, little tease, have some more exciting podcast news on the horizon involving me. Should be some real fun come this season. Again, Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter, at Seamus Clancy. Follow all the stuff I plugged earlier in the podcast. Keep bleeding green. Go Birds, baby. Bye.